high-risk pregnancy. So some of the causes of perinatal death are amniotic fluid embolism, thrombosis and embolism, hemorrhage, hypertensive disorders, cardiac conditions and anaesthetic. And who are the high-risk obstetric patients? So if your BMI is more than 35, if it's your fifth pregnancy, if you have a poor obstetric history, previous caesarean, severe socioeconomic disadvantage, hypertension or chronic kidney disease, obesity, if you're short, if you have diabetes or heavy drug use. Um, so what onsets during pregnancy require extra surveillance? So if you've been in the following appear in pregnancy, you need to think about extra surveillance. They are little or no weight gain, preeclampsia, multiple pregnancy, abnormal fetal growth, diabetes, and hypertension. The definitions of some of these things are um, pregnancy-induced hypertension is a BP more than 140 or 90 after week 20. Mild preeclampsia is a BP more than 170 or 110 and no associated features. Severe preeclampsia is BP more than 170 on 110 and signs of kidney, liver, abdopain, fetal compromise, renal decline, headache. Uh, the risk factors for pregnancy-induced hypertension are nulliparity, family history, having essential hypertension, having diabetes or kidney disease. The risks of having severe preeclampsia or hypertension to the mum are having kidney failure or having a stroke in pregnancy, having cardiac failure in pregnancy, or having a coagulopathy in pregnancy. The risks to the fetus of the mum having hypertension in pregnancy include hypoxia, placental separation, and premature labour. So the features of preeclampsia are hypertension, uh, so hypertension greater than 170 on 100, edema, having proteinuria of more than 0.3 grams in 24 hours. And the late symptoms of preeclampsia include epigastric pain, headache, and visual changes. Management of hypertension in pregnancy is through uh, the safe centrally acting uh, antihypertensives, so labetalol, methyl dopa, and nifedipine are the safe medications to give for hypertension in pregnancy. The guidelines for urgent referral to hospital include progressing preeclampsia, inability to control the blood pressure, new neuroscience, uh, CTG showing fetal distress or having intrauterine growth retardation. Uh, the immediate management of severe preeclampsia is IV hydralazine, magnesium 50% with 4 grams IV infusion over 15 minutes, 1 gram per hour for 24 hours and early delivery. And treatment of seizures in eclampsia or treatment of eclampsia is magnesium sulfate 50% 1 gram in 15 minutes and then 1 gram per hour for 24 hours. Secure the airway and ventilate and have a strict fluid balance. Um, so what's in HELP syndrome? HELP syndrome is hemolysis, H, EL is elevated liver enzymes, and LP is low platelets. Hemolysis, elevated liver enzymes, and low platelets. And this represents a more severe form 
of preeclampsia and a medical emergency. The risks for anemia include in pregnancy, include poor diet, or starting with amnesia, uh, anemia. Uh, you want to manage this as normal. The complications to the mum and the fetus with epilepsy in pregnancy include macrosomia, neural tube defects for the, for the fetus, the effects on the fetus of mum's epilepsy in pregnancy, macrosomia, neural tube defects, cardiac defects, kidney defects, hypoxia, and intrauterine death. Uh, the other ones are intrauterine growth retardation, preterm delivery, malpresentation, miscarriage, uh, and postnatally you can have early hypoglycemic episodes, respiratory distress and jaundice. The effects to the mum are to have preeclampsia, DKA, polyhydramnios, or psychological problems, or a caesarean section. with lupus in pregnancy are that it's related to stillbirths and miscarriages, uh, it's related to preeclampsia, related to prematurity, intrauterine growth retardation and perinatal mortality. The management of lupus in pregnancy is to get special supervision, uh, give aspirin unless it's about it unless it's in the first and second trimester. Use low molecular weight heparin, do early delivery, prednisone, and increased monitoring. This would want to be done under a specialist. Uh, the indications for rhesus, immunoprophylaxis. So the mum has to be rhesus negative. The indications would be a rhesus negative mum who has a spontaneous miscarriage, a rhesus negative mum with a threatened miscarriage, rhesus negative mum after delivery of a rhesus positive baby. Rhesus negative mum following termination of pregnancy. Rhesus negative mum following an ectopic pregnancy. Rhesus negative mum after any sensitizing event such as external cephalic eversion. Uh, you only need to give this if anti-D has never been given and should be given within 72 hours. However, it can be given up to 10 days later. factors for thromboembolism in pregnancy. So the important thing to remember is that pregnancy has an increased risk of thromboembolic events. It's uh, a 1% DVT with each 15% P. Don't know what that means. Uh, risk factors for thromboembolism in pregnancy include a history of DVT, prolonged bed rest, operative delivery, multi-parity, postpartum procedure, having anemia and having antiphospholipid antibodies. Um, management of thromboembolism in pregnancy is that you can give low molecular weight heparin and you want to refer 
to causes of fundus greater than date. So you're examining uh, a mom and you notice the fundal height is bigger than what you're expecting. Some of the causes for that are polyhydramnios, multiple pregnancy, macrosomic baby, fibroids or having the wrong date. Polyhydramnios is where you have a lycor volume of more than 2 litres. The problems with polyhydramnios is that it results in premature rupture of membranes, preterm labour, uh, antepartum hemorrhage and fetal malpresentation. The causes of polyhydramnios include fetal abnormalities, hydrops fetalis, diabetes, multiple pregnancies and fetal infections. So just say you're examining a mum and you notice that the fundal height is less than what you're expecting on the dates. So the causes of that could be oligohydramnios, a small baby, intrauterine growth restriction, having the wrong dates or having ruptured membranes. The consequences of oligohydramnios, which is not having enough uh, amniotic fluid, are fetal abnormality, prolonged pregnancy, having kidney disease, preeclampsia, congenital infections, premature rupture of membranes and placental insufficiency. Uh, and overall the causes of intrauterine growth restriction, uh, which is mostly found when the fundal heights are more than two centimetres off, uh, are previously small baby, race, prematurity, infections, smoking, drugs, anemia, nutrition.